FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 364 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason. That's Patches, plural, Venable. And I'm joined by very special guest, Grant, 90s action headbands, Richter. Hey, Grant. <laughs> hey, Jason. <laughs> there are action headbands plenty. Oh, aren't there? <laughs> so many headbands. So many. Um... <laughs> I thought we were reading Punisher for a second. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. So, all right. So, quick sidebar <laughs> into, um, so, I, I know this is going to be very, very shameful as soon as I say it, but, um, the first Superman comics I ever bought, um, I think, and I think this was before death. Oh, gosh. Uh, John Wilson's gonna be screaming at me pretty soon. Um, Anyway, there was a story called Blackout. And I think it was before he died. Maybe even right after he like came back, came back. But I think it was before he died. But anyway, I remember he was on the cover of one of those where he had ripped off his uniform. So he was like in his trunks and blue leggings. And then barrel chested with like the nineties like David Hasselhoff body hair that like Wolverine <laughs> and Punisher and Nick Fury all had in the nineties. Um <laughs> And then he had, like, a red headband that I think was part of his cape that was, like, tied around his head. And he looked like, I mean, he was completely indistinguishable from the Punisher or, you know, any 90s action star. Or apparently Nick Fury and all of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., according <laughs> right. to these guys. Exactly. Was was this uh was this mullet or pre mullet Superman? Pre mullet, so it must have oh, been. Oh, so it was before death. death. Yeah, yeah it had been. been. Death. Yeah. That yeah. was the only time I read Superman. I'm sorry, John. It was like during the death and return of Superman. Right. And I remember like around the same time, um, there were there were, there was a Punisher cover and a Superman cover that looked really similar because there's one with Superman with his head bare. He's kind of got his arms out, like he's standing on a beach or something. I don't remember exactly. And then there's one of the Punisher where he's strapped to like the barrel of a giant cannon or something. And he's also <laughs> got a headband on. And so, I mean, it, it was, it was like they were body doubles for each other for, yeah. for a couple of years there. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, so, so a little bit of apologies out of the gate. So first of all, this is a flashback episode. We're going to talk about a few issues of Nick Fury, agent of shield that probably, should have just been lumped in like the first 10 minutes of another episode, but <laughs> I've been really, really, so, so, so behind the scenes, um, I've been kind of looking for an excuse to have Grant on the show. Um, I really enjoy getting to know him on Twitter. Really love his, uh, Sentinel of Liberty Captain America podcast that he's been oh, doing. Thank you. It's, it's fantastic. And, um, I've been kind of just like, okay, well, where can I get him? Where can I get him? And so, before I had ever read these, I asked him to come on for these issues. My thought being, because, you know, one of the other projects, if you follow me on Twitter, which you should, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> is that I've also been doing, like, a Marvel read-through from the beginning, like, with 60s and 70s. 
And so... Which is a ton of fun, by the way. Oh, And again, yeah. if you're not following Jason, you should. <laughs> right. And so, um, you know, Captain America and S.H.I.E.L.D. during that time period are like an on-again, off-again boyfriend-girlfriend. <laughs> right. They're almost and, like their MCU relationship, where they're almost intertwined. Right. Yeah, right. And so I was like, okay, well, I haven't really ever read any 90s S.H.I.E.L.D. comics. So... I, I guess Captain America probably still no no not at all. So my thought process was you know but he's great. in like one panel of one of these <laughs> right yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> so my thought process was well Grant has a Captain America comic, Shield Captain America they're kind of tangentially related, you know if you stop reading in like 1974. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so like, about the time Hart came on yeah right right. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, not to, not to chase too many tangents, but when he comes on Captain America and has to like wrap up, like the pre- yeah. like oh, was it Roy Thomas that was right before him? Uh, no, uh, I can't remember who it was. I'm reading it right now, but I can't remember. Anyway, because uh, there's all that like oh, uh, Friedrich. Yes. It before the, yeah. yes, that's right. It was all that um, Sharon Carter. I have to choose between my life or my girlfriendship, and <laughs> then he has the Countess hitting on Cap, and right, right, right. And and I love the way when um, Inglehart comes on, like in two or three pages. At first, because at first I read his first Cap issue, I was like, oh, I didn't really like that. I was kind of dumb. But I thought all the things I didn't like were him, like, just kind of putting all of the previous plot points on the chopping block. Yeah, real <laughs> like, quick. And, like, getting rid of them as fast as it could to do his stuff. So, so like, it took, like, six more. months worth of story plot and ended up with Nick Fury <laughs> putting on a Michelin Man suit and fighting Cap <laughs> in his apartment. Yes, it was awesome. If you guys haven't read the beginning of the of the Englehart run, which is where they introduced 1950s Cap, it is one of the best runs of Captain America ever. Oh, man, that story was so relevant to now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, that'll... It's like, it's like Captain America up. versus Captain Merka. Right, exactly. I think on my Twitter I said Captain America versus Captain uh, Maga. Ma- I don't know how you pronounce M-A-G-A, but anyway. Um, Maga. Maga Jaga? I don't know. Anyway, but I guess all that was really neither here nor there. But I think I'm just procrastinating talking about uh, Nick Fury, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. issues 25 through 29, which was the the unfortunate homework I gave Grant to uh, come on and talk about tonight. <laughs> well, I gave you but, some homework in return. Did you actually read those annuals? Okay, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I did. Those are bad. They're, I'm sorry. They're, they're terrible. Um, so two out of three really cool Mike Manola co- covers, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, these this storyline in Shield started in July of 19, 1991, and I think January of 1991. This was back when Marvel would do these intertwined annuals with, with three or four different titles. In between Captain America, Punisher, and Daredevil, there was a storyline where these three genetically altered Hydra agents escape and then mm-hmm. they end up fighting Captain America Daredevil and Punisher and it sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. It's the the Von Strucker gambit and yes. it, I think what it is and it is it is tangentially important to this story because those characters kind of show up as 
well, at least one of them, one or two of them, as yeah, a surviving. Them, yeah. um, but ruined the whole idea of that annual crossover was uh, Baron Von Strucker says, okay, we got some new super Hydra agents. I don't know if they're worth crap or not, so let's find some superheroes to fight and just test them. Right. And at the end, okay, yeah, a couple of these guys didn't die. I guess I got the eye of the tiger. Let's go. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> the, and the weirdest thing about those three annuals is they introduce a character. Was it in, I think it was in Daredevil called the Crippler, who's a guy who's like an S&M freak who goes around beating <laughs> up people with an aspaton. Yeah. I, I think that was Chris Claremont in disguise. But, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, too soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only if he claims to, you know, claim someone body and soul. Right. Right. My favorite Claremontism. <laughs> the total, well, the, the psychic totality. totality. Psychic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I have also have read the first 24 issues of this volume of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And it is some rough stuff. <laughs> um. Okay, no. I gotta, I gotta break in. Okay, the guy who wrote this, D.G. Chinchester. I've mm-hmm. never heard of this guy before. Do you know what he? The only other thing he's known for, he well, wrote I'm, that that arc of Daredevil, I was where Daredevil say. puts on the suit of armor. Oh well, he also. So I don't remember remember if he wrote. I can't talk. I don't remember if he wrote Last Rites or not. But I know he took over right after Anacinti left. Because right. um, I'm reading that right now. Uh, I just read the story where Daredevil's fighting the hand and Ghost Rider shows up for reasons right. because because nine Ghost Rider yeah. showed up in as many comics in his first year as he had issues of a solo title. Oh, like, yeah, he, he was, was like he was Wolverine Light that, that <laughs> yeah, couple years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, there's really oh. nothing to talk about. On these, the on the previous shield issues, except for, you know, it really makes you miss uh, Jim Steranko's shield. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. So, I mean, I think up to this point, we have Hydra come and go a couple of times, and there's a lot. They keep referring to this thing that actually happened. I think before this current volume of Shield kicked off. Uh, the um, shoot, I had it in my notes. Where'd it go? The something incident that made Shield fall apart, uh, the Delphite or something. It was right. like a big uh, controversy with the LMDs, yeah. and so that got Shield like run into ground. And basically, this '90s book is Shield like resurrecting. Mm-hmm. And through 24 issues, they kind of do some some undercover missions, and and as we're coming into this story that that has w- some Wolverine guest spotting. Um, Basically, Shield has finally kind of become official again, just in time for a bunch of bad stuff to happen, and that's right. kind of where we're going to start. So, Nick um, Fury has a girlfriend. That's, yes, that's yes, who I know nothing about. So this will be fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, then we're going to go ahead and jump into issue twenty-five. Um, this is written, as Grant said, by D.G. Chichester, penciled by Jackson Geis. Or Guice, Geese, I don't know. It's guys, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's guys. Yeah. <laughs> Inked by Doug Hazelwood, lettered by Phil Felix, colored by Steve Buccioletto, um, and then edited by Michael Rockwitz, 
locked and loaded by Tom DeFalco. Um, so the cover is also by Geis. Um, you know, 80s Geis, when he kind of was flipping back and forth between books, Butch and Jackson, I kind of like. Yeah. I'm not so sure about 1991 guys, but I guess we can talk about that as we go. Um, I would like I would like 90s guys better if the colors were better. Like the colors are so flat in this that yes. I don't know. Yeah, that's but like true. like that like the first page that we'll talk about looks so much better with the two little panels in black and white. But sorry, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, it does. It does. So yeah. on the cover we have Nick Fury in great action pose shooting a gun at the viewer. Um, we have a guy with his arms outstretched and a Hydra, like, on a big H with a Hydra emblem behind him. We have some helicopters. We got some agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some Hydra agents in the background. We have a couple of specks of random Kerbal crack, Kirby Crackle. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't really think about it, but now that you say it, better coloring might make this an okay cover because it's not necessarily badly drawn. It yeah. just looks... It just looks muddy. Because um, yeah. guys did the pencils on Doctor Strange around this time, which I was following for a while, and it's the same thing. It's the colors are just super, I don't know, well, just one-dimensional. One I think they were trying new techniques back then. They don't work. They, yeah, yeah, they were. They were experimenting with what was technically digital coloring, though not the same kind of way we would look at digital coloring today. Um, right. And there's definitely some, some hits and some misses. Um, yeah. And 90s coloring. Um, but yeah, so before we get into any particular pages or anything, what, what happens in this one is that um, following a controversy that we kind of mentioned, the LMD thing, S.H.I.E.L.D. is finally being recommissioned, and Fury is inducting the first new batch of agents. I put in parentheses, see Deltite story. I think it said Delphite a minute ago. It's Deltite. Um, Hydra's now secret weapon Romulus see the Von Strucker gambit, kills a new agent and his wife at home and replaces him with an LMD bomb. Uh, prior to the ceremony commencement, Dum Dum notices the oddness of the LMD but gets distracted. Meanwhile, in Madripoor, Hydra sends a seductress to trap Patch. Uh, by the way, that disguise really doesn't work, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but look... I'll talk about this outfit in a minute. <laughs> right. But Logan just leaves before she can seduce him, so Hydra agents attack him in their presumed misfortune. Uh, the Hydra LMD finds the uh, Satan Claw in shield storage and either steals it or scans it. Not real clear. Um, so Hydra can make Von Strucker a new improved one. Uh, Dum Dum realizes the sweat from the nervous, underdressed recruit is really melting plastic explosives, so he warns Fury's helicopter not to land just in time as the LMD explodes shield HQ. While the chopper switches to search and rescue, hydrocopters shoot it down. Von Strucker initiates phase two. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And that's our first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I actually like the plot of this. You know, uh, like a 
robot clone who's also a melting bomb blowing up yeah. a bunch of spies is a cool like science fiction spy story. Right. Says everything else about it is so weird. <laughs> like, okay. Like the first scene with the couple that gets killed by Romulus and her partner uh, uh Garrett, who's okay, I gotta back up to the Von Strucker gambit. There was there was Romulus, who was kind of like your typical feral person, and you have a guy called Guillotine who has like knives coming out of every part of his body. Then you had a lady who I don't remember her name, but her powers had her powers had something to do with fire and raising the dead. She got killed and got replaced by a guy named Ger- guy named Garrot, who just has really really long fingers that he strangles people with, <laughs> which is so <laughs> stupid. But so Romulus and Garrot killed this couple, and then. Jackson Geist is the worst sin of all of the late 80s and early 90s. Sexy dead lady. Yeah. So she gets her shirt ripped open, so she's laying there with her legs spread, and she's just wearing her bra. That's, man, I hate that. It's unfortunate. It is. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, anytime that, and you can't talk about 90s comics without this coming up a little bit probably, but anything that, like, makes like violence titillating is probably a bad call and unfortunately yeah. you see that a lot um right. where you know oh these are clearly the bad guys they're trying to you know well i guess in the 90s lots of lots of attempted rape scenes but oh yeah this girl's drawn gorgeously and her clothes are all falling off so so it's okay as yeah. a 12 year old you're like well i kind of want to hate these guys but also that's kind of hot I mean, and, and it's right. really weird and and kind of as a comic reader who was you know <coughs> 11 12 discovering hormones it really took me some time to kind of process like why i didn't really that didn't sit right with me because it was kind of I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to go into like psych- psychological like teenage stuff, but um, <laughs> it's just it's an unfortunate choice that that happened a lot in this time period. And right, um, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. Um, but yeah, I think like the return of Hydra is intriguing. Um, we'll talk more about the specifics of that return. I think as we go through, um, the idea of the uh. The LMD, this like an explosive, is is fun. It's a fun idea. It's it's kind of yeah. it's kind of quirky. Um, it's kind of a Bronze Age holdover, I think, in some ways. And it's kind of prob- like Total Recall with like the robot head. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think there's a missed opportunity too on this uh, full page splash page of Nick Fury doing like his kata or whatever. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I like like the blue like squares in the background, and I like the idea, but it's so it's weird so, looking. Well, it's like his nipples too low. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had to be so you could see it, <laughs> right? And then the way they do the shading on his back makes it look like he has a like a wing flap that's attached to the <laughs> underside of his arm that comes from, <laughs> like a Spider-Man underarm web made out go. of skin. Oh wow. Um, and then the fact that he's just posing for his girlfriend is so weird. You like that, Katie girl? Yeah. I, I, okay. And I mentioned I mentioned this to Jason on on Twitter. The way that Jackson guys draws women in this, it's not exactly over sexualized a lot of the time. 
but he can't not make every woman try to look sexy like constantly. Like it kind of reminds me of a Nagel painting from the eighties. And and Nick Fury's girlfriend looks like a cross between a Nagel model and Janine from Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) She does. I don't even understand the physics of the way she's sitting on this bar stool. (laughs) I'm sorry. The, the one at the top where she's got where she's like got her leg crossed over or at the bottom yeah. where she's like pulling her nightgown down over her crotch. Well that one like that's that's another unfortunate visual, but at least <laughs> physically it makes sense that she could sit like that. The one where her legs cross, I don't understand how she's staying on top of the thing. No, I was like, like I didn't realize it was a bar stool at first. I thought it was like a, a chair with a back. That, yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's there's or some like a ledge. Like that other foot that's hanging in the air should be sitting on a ledge. Right, <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> but then uh, Dum Dum Dugan blows a cigar out of his nose. That's... <laughs> the frunk. Yep. <laughs> you know what I've decided in the in these comics, Grant? What? I don't really like Nick Fury. <laughs> no, I really don't like Nick Fury. He's kind of a. I douche. like I like the rank of Nick Fury, but that's about it. I. Yeah, I guess it's more, I don't know, maybe it's more innocent in the 60s when it's Stan Lee just trying to make him talk like, (laughs) right, maybe not, maybe not. But it's like like Sean Connery, James Bond. It's it's kind of cool if you look at, if you squint at it and turn to look at it sideways. Yeah, it's right. But he, oh man, he, he talks more tough than I can tolerate at this point. Um, (laughs) Everything's like, oh, you stupid so and so, and you gold brain. So it's like, so in the 60s with, with Stan Lee, everything was snazzy. I right. feel like Chichester is trying to make Fury really snazzy, but it's really not. It just all sounds mean and or dickish. Yeah. Um, but no, anyway. Um, so yeah, so you wanted to talk about Madripoor. So we go to Madripoor and, uh, Patch <laughs> is um poor John Byrne. He tried to like write an issue where Wolverine was like, "Oh, this doesn't work." No, everyone recognizes me, and people keep going back to it anyway. Um, so yeah, it wasn't so he, the whole point of Patch is that he never pops the claws as Patch? Right, it was. And here, and here he is, like threatening to cut a lady's face off. Well, she'd already called him Logan, though, so she oh, recognized okay. him as Logan with the patch. Oh, well, okay. actually, you could say it's the same time, because there's a snick, and then she says a Logan, isn't it? Right. So maybe I don't know what came first. Then now that I look at it, I think this meant there are only snicked in this whole run. <laughs> Might be. I think there's actually one where where he jumps at some point. But um, what do you think about I, his white slacks with the white suspenders? <laughs> I I love that it. That is that's a, that's a look. That's it's very magic. that's very early nineties. Oh, yeah, it's Madripoor prom. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of, so there's a really cool cover uh, by John when uh, Claremont and Basima were still doing the Wolverine solo title, um, where he has a, a run-in with Grey Hulk. And uh, where they have, like, they basically do, like, the twins movie poster. Yeah, where they're leaning back In their white back. suits. Yeah, it's really classy. Um, but I like the they black look like shirt. They're about to serve you a cocktail, <laughs> right? <laughs> they do. Oh my gosh! So um, I'm laughing so much I'm crying. 
<laughs> no, my 13 year old, I'm, I'm introducing him to the office and, um, we're about halfway through season three. And, uh, if, if you're a fan, we just did the episode where they go to the cocktail party and Michael shows up in his, uh, gray suit with a red shirt and like dark tie and all the caterers are wearing the same thing. <laughs> He's like, oh, I dress like the help. <laughs> like that cover. <laughs> Patch always dresses like the help. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's like a bartender. Well, I mean, because he matches the guy in yeah. the uh, saxophone. That's true. Yeah, I thought, I, I was like, I had to keep having to flip back and forth. I was like, is Wolverine under disguise as a sax man? <laughs> saxophone. <laughs> Uh, I would, I would love for Wolverine to play sax. That would make me today. All right. So speaking of fashion, so on page fourteen of the digital copy, we're inside the helicarrier, and there's Gabe Jones just sitting out the control, just bare chested, looking all laying back, looking like he's maybe got like a Snapchat pulled up that he's really into, <laughs> or no, it's in a van or something. I don't know where the hell they are, but. Anyway, I just thought that was funny that he's got his he's got his uh, his gamer's headset on and his shirt open and leaning back and I don't know. <laughs> he does. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, he's completely like uh, just check out my abs here while I'm <laughs> doing communications. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly communications. Right. <laughs> That's funny. I will say one of the better panels in the issue is the first time we really get a good look at Von Strucker. Oh, yeah. The, the colors actually kind of work there, because he kind of looks like he's about to rip off his skin and be in the V miniseries. Yeah, he looks like a zombie, yeah. Yeah. So that that part, the colors actually worked a little bit there. Then we get more girls with disjointed hips. Um, yep. And one of the guys from Strange Brew hanging out in the background. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. Hoser? <laughs> Because he's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. for some reason. Um, what accent do you think he has? It's supposed to be Canadian, but I don't know. Oh, is that, I thought he was like a like a Goomba from New York. It's oh, like, maybe. I'll have you know I'm quite the potty animal when I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense with his outfit. He looks like he's Canadian, but man, that is... The more what? I read this, I can't, I can't figure out where he's from. I thought maybe he's from, like, the South or Louisiana. Oh, or... right, because he does go Mista. Yeah. Mista, that's... But, I, but I, I turned into Mista. Maybe he's a deep undercover agent, and he's working on all of his different accents at the same time. Maybe. He's, like, auditioning for where are you going to send me? Like, exactly. Like, in, in, see, at Shield HQ, there's, like, a Will of Fortune with, like, different locations. <laughs> <laughs> and you spin it and see where you get to go. Um, and, oh, I got to go to the bayou. Uh. <laughs> right. <sighs> late, 80s, late 80s Claremont. For, right. for 1990 Claremont. Sorry. Yeah, in the reference. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, the LMD mounts down to his eyeballs. Um, and the eyeballs are, I guess, really only the eyeballs were the bombs. I think so. <laughs> Which is right. kind of cool. I'll, I'll, yeah. You know, sure, why not? That maybe yeah. I think what the rest of it is, the rest of it is like plastique. Yeah. And, and the eyeballs were the igniter or the detonator. Yeah. 
Now I'm with you. Um, you give this outline to a completely different creative team, and you got a good comic. <laughs> yep. Um, I wish Larry Hama had written this. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. that would have been great. I, mean, and, I know he was writing GI Joe, and I know he was writing Wolverine at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Put it, give him like these five issues. This would have been amazing. Yeah. Especially when we get later when they're in the Arctic and stuff. It would the right. way they do it now makes me furious makes me really mad the way your like comma would have been it would have been great yeah i'm totally with you uh, yeah yeah well as it stands <laughs> we got this comic um <laughs> any other comments before we rate this bad boy no just that uh, again the very last panel with the close-up of instructor does look really really cool yes yeah that's yeah. another one if we get his monocle like glowing red it's pretty nice yeah. Mm-hmm. And even really in the background, like the red and black lines. Yeah. Like, like I don't know if those are laser windows or what, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, so good plot, not so good writing, uh, fair to Midland art. Um, where, where are you on number 25? I'm going to rate 25 and 26 at, as one thing. And I'm okay, going to write so the we'll other wait. three as a completely separate other thing. Okay, things. cool. All right, so we'll, we'll wait things. I'm Mine will not change either. I don't know if I consciously thought of them as the same, but they are. So look at my notes. So we'll wait. So then let's, uh, let's jump into 26 then. Um, I don't think there's any... A little bit different. Neil Yomtov does the colors. That's the yeah. only difference creatively. So what's on the cover, Grant? So we have Nick Fury... Standing in the front with his headband and a cigar and his shirt all ripped up and his chest hair and he's got a tattered American flag hanging over one shoulder because it's because America and uh, Mr. Fantastic who looks like he's about seventy five years old is hanging over his shoulder and then we have Thor in the background and we have She Hulk who's wearing much smaller clothes than She Hulk usually wears and mm-hmm. Captain America and. The Human Torch are very in the background behind that. And it says, featuring the Mighty Avengers and the Fantastic Four. And it's okay. Um, eh. it's, <laughs> don't it's like, kinda, don't it's, like it. It's kind of ugly, I think. Yeah, um, the Hulk looks awful. Yeah, it's really bad. And I don't know. I feel like Nick Fury like, just stepped out of a bad episode of South Park or something. I can't tell what's going on. Um remember the david hasselhoff nick fury tv movie? i do yeah i have to wonder if this came out before or after i think this came out after that because i remember oh like, I, mean, I think that was like 1990 this looks like them trying to emulate david hasselhoff as nick fury let's see here you can go ahead and keep talking if you want i'm gonna look this up real fast all right so i'm gonna roll on through it this. Was, oh wow yeah 98 what no? That's what IMDb says. Ah, they're wrong. I remember where I. Nah. Oh well, maybe that's what it says. <laughs> pretty sure it was nineteen ninety because I remember where I was living when it came out. That was where I was living was in nineteen ninety. But anyway, interesting. I would not. I don't believe that either, to be honest. So I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll take IMDb to task. If any listeners know, y'all let us know when you bought. Because I'm pretty sure I got that on a VHS. So I think in 1998, uh, David Hasselhoff was laying on the floor drunk talking to a cheeseburger. <laughs> I hope so. 
<laughs> anyway, so rolling love, into this. Germans <laughs> love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> so we have a sexily disheveled news reporter lady reporting as all hell breaks loose. And there's uh, Hydra helicopters and they're shooting people. And the helicopters are dropping tanks that look like something out of G.I. Joe, which, again, makes me wish Larry Hama. Right. And the tanks shoot the civilians and the firefighters. And then the lady that we were introduced to in, any, in issue 25 who has gray skin and orange hair, he's, she's apparently a psychic. And she is uh, not handling all the people dying very well. And so Nick Fury pops up out of the water and his girlfriend and the Countess both get to shore and then they lay around and look sexily half unconscious together and look like they're about to make out <laughs> uh, because I'm pretty sure Chinchester and Geis were both in their late 20s and they sat around Beavis and buttheading this up pretty hard. <laughs> So uh, Nick Fury's uh, super-duper 90s pal Donald Pierce uh, confiscates a bus, and they jump a crevasse with the bus way before Keanu Reeves did and oh, smash wow. it into a tank. And then Nick Fury grabs a little cannon that's being parachuted down from the helicopters and shoots some bad guys. And... Sorry, I don't. And then a helicopter crashes, and then the Avengers and the Fantastic. After the bad guys are defeated, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four show up to say, "How can we help?" And Nick Fury says, "Well, uh, we're already done. You can help clean up." Uh, that's about it. And then uh, uh, Baron von Strucker sends a hologram of the Hydra logo to taunt Nick Fury, and so Nick Fury grabs a gun and shoots the hologram. <laughs> Because the 90s. And then we jump over to, I don't know if he's still in Madripoor or not, but Wolverine is fighting a super duded up Hydra agent with a padded armor and a hand cannons and stuff. And then we go to a, uh, like a chateau up in the Alps or something where the Red Skull and uh, Von Strucker have taken over the chateau and they're working out some kind of deal to do something real bad. And Von Strucker breaks a glass with his hand to show how badass he is. <laughs> and then the Red Skull gives him a computer disc. And uh, Von Strucker says, here's to German reunification. The end. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is so hard to read. I can't do more than skim this. Yeah. Yeah, I, mm. I, you know, I was but, really. But as oh, bad as these are, but as bad as these two issues are, the next three issues will make me miss how good these three. <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, lots of explosions. Yep. Um, lots of word explosions too. There's way more dialogue than is needed, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not like a guy that's like, oh, yeah. Word count is like a non-issue for me, generally speaking. Like, I like lots of words. I like comics now that don't have as many words. I think it all depends on the story and the pacing and all that. Just tell me a good story one way or the other. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, th this comic has words just so people can say quote-unquote cool lines. Um, I was really completely... 
you know, at the first, issue 25, I was like, okay, well, I didn't really love the dialogue or the art, but it was a good story, I felt. So I was kind of into it. And then we get into this one, and I'm really, I'm completely disengaged until Wolverine shows up. Yeah. Um, I thought, like, him fighting the Hydra guy and seeing the tattoo, like, that was kind of a cool page. And also, the best art of the pa- the issue um, mm-hmm. was Wolverine, especially that top panel, like Wolverine with his, his nice suspenders again. And uh, and the guy that looks like a cross between a Hydra agent and a Lady Deathstrike with his right. like, samurai, like, shoulder armor. Mm-hmm. And then, why I didn't really follow it, I did also, like... The Red Skull pages. I thought they looked mm-hmm. pretty good. It sounded like something was going on. I wasn't sure how it ties into the story, but it it, it seemed to have some kind of intrigue and drama. Um, <laughs> this is the issue where I wrote the note. I don't think I like Nick Fury. Question mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Just um, man, there's so much. Um, apparently. Um, Mr. Chinchester can't write a woman in a comic unless she's suffering or <laughs> sexy. Um, right. And then they're both. And then, like, Katie and, like I said, the Katie and the Countess, they both wash up on shore, and the Countess is unconscious, and she's resting her head on Katie's boobs. And then Katie has her hand on the Countess's crotch through, over her dress. And, yeah, that's that's something. Like yep. I said, this, this is there. a – yep. It's like Beavis and Butthead wrote, writing an issue of Young Blood. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> There's a panel at the bottom of page eleven where the psychic lady is like seeing the helicopter in her mind's eye, but it looks like the helicopter is flying into her mouth. Wait, hold on. I mean, I get on the right. I think. Uh, oh yes, yes it does. <laughs> so, there was an old lady who swallowed a helicopter. <laughs> Apparently, she's become like completely inhuman with giant alien eyes, and yeah. I don't think her, her eye quite. Her eye has almost become the center of her face. Yeah, right. This right. is nice yes. trope, and then. The the guy that I guess she takes over to the pilot or something because he catches on fire. I no, I really think that's like no. I, I think that's supposed to be like the visual effect of his of her psychic whatever. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. And his eyes are all sparkly through his lenses and yeah, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He, she Hulk actually She Hulk actually looks worse in the one panel she's in inside the book, then she looks outside. She looks like her waist is the same girth as her shoulders. Um, and it's just, and her one knee is bent backwards. Yes. Yeah. Her leg is broke. Yeah. Poor, poor lady. Um, also, I feel like Captain America's shield and Mr. Fantastic word balloon are Austin, Austin powering both characters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the pineapple in front this of lovely the spice rack. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. Why why Nick Fury got so mad he had to shoot what is obviously a hologram. It's oh. not like it's a hologram of the of the Baron that he mistook as a real person. It's literally the Hydra logo floating in the air. Yeah. It's so... he he becomes completely unhinged. Well, I guess and they kind of don't really resolve that. Spoilers. 
Um, <laughs> he just kind of, he just kind of stays vaguely psychotic the rest of the story. Um, yeah, I, I think that I, I think that explains later stuff. Is that maybe he just had a nervous breakdown, right? And just like a crazy person for the next three issues. Yeah, because he was like, "This isn't even the best Hydra logo. Shoot it!" Like <laughs> <laughs> the skull of the Hydra logo has the Hydra H on it. <laughs> Okay, maybe it is the best logo. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, all we need is a uh, Wolverine suspenders to match the H. That's, right. that's what we're missing here. <laughs> oh, oh! Are you ready to? You ready yeah. to bite down on a on a piece of wood and handle the next three issues? <laughs> right, right. All right. So you said these were you had these the same. What do you want to give twenty five and twenty six? I'd give them a three, like right in the middle of a three. Well, no, I think yeah. low three because I like the plot of the first one. The second one had no plot. The art is mm, good in parts, and then like it's better in the first one. I think what maybe is a different inker. But the, the art is better in the first issue than the second. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I changed that. I'm going to go with a, with a high two. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there around you. Uh, I, three out of six for me for both of these. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, 27. We get a little bit of a change here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, DG, which I'm going to assume is... Uh, oh, no, it should be GD. It should be GD, Chichester, for reasons. Um, right. <laughs> and then er- Ernie Steiner is the, the new penciler on this book. Yeah. Don Hudson, the inker. Uh, Steve Buccioletto, back on colors. Phil Felix, still doing the letters. Uh, so edited by Rock Whitson DeFalco. Um, so the cover, this one is still by Jackson Geis. It is weird. Um, what do you what do you think's going on with Katie's face in this one? Um, I think she bit her tongue on accident. Like I don't know. To eat some shrimp or something. I thought it was one of three things: either she got punched in the jaw, <laughs> <laughs> or B is that she has an entire cheek full of chewing tobacco. Oh yeah, could be. Got some jaw. Yeah. Or three is that she's rolling her eyes up at Wolverine and kind of sighing at the side of her mouth, like. <sighs> Oh, right, she's trying to, like, blow her bangs a little bit? Right, like... Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. This, this guy's foot's right in her face. Right. Sorry, I jumped the shark on that one. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you're fine. Describe, but I've been wanting to talk about her face for <laughs> weeks now since you brought this up. I'm like, what is wrong with her face? So we have an American flag that is either coming from the bottom left or the upper right. I'm not sure. The flag light does some weird blowing in the wind stuff that doesn't really make sense. But stars and stripes in the background. Yeah, uh, sure. We have a, we have a blackbird kind of obscured behind Wolverine's body. Um, Wolverine is in all of pants and a black shirt, and he's sporting a nice sleeve quarter quarter roll up on his forearm. He has a pink target on his shoulder. He is guest starring Wolverine. Um, Nick Fury, uh, got mashed potatoed on his face or something. I don't know what he's doing, but the guy below him stole his headband and his Uzi. Yeah. He's down there. And then, um, 
the girl that Grant was just talking about is trying to find the rest of her shirt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Nick Fury <laughs> but, but looks oddly, like no like no like bad nineties cleavage. It's like just a weird like yeah face. It's not it's not pushed together cleavage. It's like right. how breasts would normally settle. Well, but well, yeah, right. You know, yeah. So yeah, that's what like the one thing I can say about him is he doesn't like the way Jim Lee all makes all boobs you know, push up and together and all butts stick right. out. And right. like Everything's they have a normal body type for a woman. It's just, they're always super duper sexy posed. And Nick right. Fury looks like if you took Martin Sheen and beat him <laughs> up for a while. <laughs> it's like, he's like really old, like Martin Sheen, 2019. Right. <laughs> Put him in some fatigues and gave him a gun. Nice. I want that shield movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Charlie, a gold bricker. Goldbreaker. <laughs> uh, that should have been your introductory name. <laughs> Grant Goldbricker Victor. <laughs> it works. It really flows off the tongue. It really does. <laughs> so, um, issue 27. Following the attack on Shield HQ, Fury is ready to go to war with Hydra. But, but after getting stonewalled by the UN and then Tony Stark himself, he goes to Madripoor to find his friend Patch, which the uh, local ruffians point out has already... He already has a patch, so he doesn't need another one. Um, much to their own detriment, because Fury does not have a sense of humor. Um, after Fury roughs up what I'm assuming is the Princess Bar, Logan sneaks into Fury's quarters in the helicarrier and agrees to help him take down Hydra. They go to Andrew's Air Force base to steal a Blackbird, but Fury quote-unquote betrays Logan and shoots him in the hangar. Yeah. Who can you trust? Yep. Who can you trust? This is the worst art I've ever seen in a comic book. It's For pretty real. bad. It's pretty bad. Um, if, you had, was, if you had the same art in a Vertigo comic from 1991, it completely would have worked. If you'd done like a Hell, Hellblazer with this art, or I don't know, uh, maybe even a Swamp Thing or something like that, this would have been totally fine. But in a superhero-ish comic, it does not work at all. I mean, I think you just have to see the the first uh, double splash page, Nick Fury in the office. Yeah. And I don't even know what's going on there. I think he's got Mr. Fantastic powers with his left arm. I guess. It's just so ugly. Yeah. Um, it's really hideous. And maybe that was this guy's bag. You know, maybe he did. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, there was a guy in the... 2000s, like 2000, 2001, who did write some cable stuff. Uh, I think his name yeah. was like Igor Cordy or something like that. Yeah, that and, was the one where cable runner were wearing like sunglasses and the Amazon fighting terrorist, right? Right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He was like an eco hero or something. Right. Um, it was just really, really kind of an intentionally ugly art. I think yeah. where I get lost on this one is I can't tell if it's intentional or not. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I, I mean, I think post. this was just his guy's style, but it's just not the right style for him. Or right. not, not the right book for that style or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pretty gross. Um, 
So I do think it's interesting. Uh, I think our page numbers are a little bit different, but in the actual printed copy, uh, there's a uh, code Omega Red, which I thought was fun, um, because obviously we don't have the real Omega Red yet. But um, I wonder if someone pinched that name was like, ooh, that's a cool name, or if it's just a coincidence. I don't know. Um, then we do get another snicked where he snicks the pistol hammer, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, it was like a click, click, snicked. Um, but yeah, uh, well, I don't know what you got on this one. <laughs> uh, on the first page where they show Nick Fury with his fingerless clubs because it's the 90s, <laughs> he has the star knuckle holes, which I think are really oh, funny. Oh, his knuckle holes. Yeah, they are. Oh, my gosh. Um, I feel like him I, and Nomad, like 90s Nomad, oh, stopped at the same place. They, should, they absolutely should hang out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A bad S&M store. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that was Tony Stark. I thought it was like a pimp. <laughs> because he looks he's got like a greasy mullet I and mean, i know tony stark had a mullet in the like around 1989 i don't remember what he looked right. like on this time but it's just it's greasy looking and he he looks like a scumbag yeah when did he have the jerry curl what years was that that was that was like 89 that was like around okay. the time he got shot and had to go around in a wheelchair for a minute right okay that was, that was pre-John Byrne. That's right. Uh, yeah, and it was before uh, JRJR started doing the artwork, too. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, man, I got I got nothing. Um, so we, we get the – in the digital copy, it's page 12. Um, it's where they show the different super Hydra agents, and we got Romulus again, and then we have Garrot. And I've never known if that's Garrot or Garrot where you strangle somebody, but he just, again, has long fingers. <laughs> and then we have – guillotine who has like knife parts and then just some guy named salts i'm like all right i, I don't yeah. know that's like some liefeld naming convention <laughs> just give, just give him a well, syllable right but it's sauce with a z at the end right you know what better i think, it's, was... I think his name's like saltsman or something and i think that's just his, you know, <laughs> it should have been z a l t z Oh yeah, double Z. Go all in, man. Go all in. Super nice. It. <laughs> Wolverine doesn't doesn't ever not have fangs in any of these panels, and I know, like, especially around the um, the Jim Lee era and around. Um, I'm drawing a blank. The guy came right before Jim Lee, who's art I love, but I can't remember. Uh, Sylvester. Thank you. Uh, they they would do like fangs as a plot convention for coolness factor. He always has fangs in every one of these where he has his mouth open. I yeah, so weird. Uh, it's just just a it's just an ugly ugly book. Yeah, I got nothing else. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a part where he wears a shield hat. That's kind of yeah fun, I guess. Um, you know, it's two bags. I actually thought. Not by a lot, but I thought the story picked up a little bit from the previous issue, but the art is... I couldn't even follow the story. So downhill. I mean, yeah, I like the idea, like, like Nick like going off his rocker and getting shunned by the the politics and the red tape, and even his buddy Tony Stark won't help him. Um, so he goes and grabs Wolverine, and they're going to steal a plane and fly to Hydra Base. <laughs> Somewhere. I guess. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. 
And I, I also, like, is Wolverine's blood made out of gasoline? Like, why is Nick Fury <laughs> flicking his cigarette into the pool of blood? Like, uh-huh. I don't understand. Like, that's like a, that's a straight-up action movie move yeah. where, like, you know, there's gas and you flip the cigar or cigarette and it, like, blows up. But that's just blood, dude. But again, I think that's, like, where you say where Nick Fury's just a jerk in this. is It's just, like, a disrespect move. And I know it's intentional because he's, like, playing for the whoever's watching. But it's right. like, I, I put my cigarette out in your blood. Like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, All right, you ready to do number 28? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, so the cover, we have a Hydra guy on the ground. I assume he's dead because bare-chested Logan is standing over him with his claws out, who look which look a lot like meat hooks with gore dripping from them. And you have Nick Fury behind him. With holding an assault rifle and wearing a polar bear skin. <laughs> you know, I, I really hate the claws, but if you change the claws, this is the best cover of the bunch. Yeah, I, I agree, for sure. Yeah, this is this is a really cool cover. Um, and like, in something that I'll be talking about on my show coming up pretty soon, I really like Arctic Adventures. I think it's like this is one of my favorite tropes. You take a you take a person who normally runs on the city, you put them out in the snow. I'm all about it. So I was really excited about this issue before I saw the art of this one in the previous. But right, I became I'll... quickly. Go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. Sorry, finish that thought. Um, I was just I quickly became very unexcited. That's, oh. That was it. <laughs> right. I will edit this out if you don't want me to have it on here. But um, by chance, are you going to cover the uh, Ice Worm story? I am. T- I'm going to talk about uh, War of the Realms. Oh, okay, cool. Very cool. The uh, Land of the Giants story. Not, oh, nice. The Tom Taylor, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite comics in 2019, if not my favorite. Yeah, for um, sure. It's, it's great. I yeah. don't know what I'm going to do next year. I guess I'll do the Ice Room story. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great looking book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, okay. so what happens on this one? All right, so they Nick Fury's like, ah, oh, this guy's dead. Put him on a plane. So Nick Fury uh, intimidates some MPs and they put Nick Fury's body, I mean, they put Logan's body on the plane and he snicks his way out of a body bag. And, <laughs> and then people, I don't know, he's, he grabs some taunts, some tools to pull bullets out of his body, which I always think was weird because I always think of like the movie where he just kind of, and the bullets right. pop out. <laughs> but so they, they, they're in a Blackbird and they're flying and then there's Hydra guys. And I guess the Hydra guys are chasing Nick Fury. I can't tell. Or Nick Fury's chasing them. And so Nick Fury and forces Logan to jump out of an airplane. And then Nick Fury jumps out too. And then uh, they do something where they blow up the Hydra plane. And they – oh, all everybody else that's on the plane gets in like a cargo container and parachute down and crash their Blackbird into the Hydra plane. And it blows up real good. And so they all land in the snow, and Logan punches Nick Fury, and Logan looks really, really – Logan looks like a meth head. (laughs) And so they realize that the Hydra guys did the same thing, where they parachuted out in a cargo thing. And so Nick Fury says, well, we got to sneak up on these Hydra guys. Let's go kill that polar bear so I can wear its skin. <laughs> and he distracts the Hydra guy so that Logan can pop out of the snow and cut off a guy's leg. 
and then there's some gunfights and the end. That's yeah. all I got. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. This no is something problem. else. <laughs> I, I will say, in a different comic, snicking out of the body bag is an awesome move. Yeah. It doesn't it work it's very so well. It's so anticlimactic in this. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dum Dum Dugan has the most amazing mustache in it, though. It's like those, like those ni- like nineteen oh five bodybuilders that do like the the Salvador Dali, but it's super thick and it goes out to like six inches on either side of their face. Right. Yeah. Only he has meth head teeth. Everybody in this comic has meth head teeth. Yeah. Um, especially Logan. Uh, it's wow. It's just an a stunningly unattractive comic. Um, and okay, the scene with the polar bear really one it can it's it's bad characterization because this is the same Wolverine who ten years ago went and hunted down you know stalked down some hunters that were cruelly hunting a grizzly bear out in the Canada somewheres right. in the, the beginning of the Wolverine series. But here Wolverine's like, yeah, let's go kill that polar bear. <laughs> Have right. a Mountain Dew. okay when i first saw the cover i I was i I was like all right so one of three things has happened either they've come across an inuit village and there's a polar bear skin there and so nick fury stole the polar bear skin and i'm like all right well that didn't happen well maybe they got to that that chalet that uh, Von Strucker and oh, it was already a rug. Yeah, yeah, it was already a rug. And they were like, "I want to put this rug on my head." <laughs> or three, it was like a shield issue, fake polar bear skin camouflage thing. Nope, <laughs> let's go kill this animal that's minding its own business, so I can skin it and wear its fur. That is, it's just gross. And it's a, as a, as a, a you know devout vegan and animal uh, lover, uh, that's just gross and offensive to me. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes you. It kind of makes you miss the. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside line, though. <laughs> What's the internal temperature of a tauntaun? Right, lukewarm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I did like the scene where Wolverine pops out of the ice and cuts off the Hydra guy's leg. Yeah, that's classic Wolverine. That was, right? that was neat. You don't yeah. see a lot of dismemberment. You don't see this much graphic dismemberment usually in a Wolverine comic because usually it's like kind of shadowed or half paneled right. or whatever. Or maybe you yeah. see a limb falling from off off screen, but it's like whoop, crack sliss. Yep. And there's there's the guy. There's the leg. <laughs> yep. Oh, something. Um, I did like that. Uh, they gave a nod to Wolverine being familiar with Blackbird since the X Men had one. Um, right. On page 19 of the physical physical copy, I have a badass lines gone wrong. Where uh, I think I think it's Logan says, uh, "Keep your grandstanding under your eye patch." <laughs> I don't really know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's, there's the Marvel Cigar Club minus Ben Grimm on one right. of the panels. Um, Sit down and play right, poker. So, yeah. So I don't know what what your science background is, so we we can kind of play around this a minute. Um, I don't know if Wolverine's healing factor really makes him escape freezing. I would say not. I would say that it constantly 
it's kind of like Wolverine and drowning. He's never going to die because it's always going to keep him just. He's going to keep him regenerated just enough not to die. Right. But it's, but it's never going to. You know, he's going to not never just be. I'm fine. I'm immune oh, yeah. to the cold. Yeah. Right. I don't need a shirt. No. <laughs> I got a healing factor, aka right. warming factor. I guess. I have copious chest hair. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> I will say, the last page made me really want a good artist. Yeah. that could have been a great page. Like, you have Nick Fury, like, jumping off something. I don't even know what he's jumping off of. No, there's right. nothing out there. They're in the middle of nowhere, and he's jumped, like, 20 right. feet in the air, firing an AK. Yeah, and you got the polar bear rug we're going to go with, uh, flapping off his back. Uh-huh. That he stole from uh, the ski lodge. Um, right. Then the Hydra agents getting shot. Then Wolverine down below, like slicing and dicing, all in like icy rock cliffs. Like right. all the elements are there. It just doesn't work. It's the best page slash panel of the book because yes. it reminds me of the artist from Aeon Flux. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, especially, especially the way the Hydra guys, like the one, the one Hydra guy that's holding his gun really low for uh-huh. some reason. Yeah, he, those look like Aeon Flux guys, and if okay. it's, it's just been tweaked just a little bit, there you go. I can see that totally. Another and another intentionally in a better universe, non-conforming art, like uh, an art style that's kind of intentionally abrasive. I guess you would right. say. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. So I actually have a little bit of a little bit of note here. Um, besides the art being terrible. Okay. So if Hydra is looking for an object of power in the Arctic ice, that's a pretty cool, like, Indiana Jones-type adventure story. Right. If Hydra is trying to destroy S.H.I.E.L.D., like the first two issues, that's also kind of a cool espionage story. Mm-hmm. These two things feel completely disconnected, and the writer doesn't connect them. Exactly. These are less... <laughs> I mean... The, the art was the main reason I wanted to separate the first two issues from the last three. But, yeah, it's two completely different plots. It's like he changed gears midstream and just went, yeah. mm, I'm going to go do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not on board. And neither one, like like you said, like the idea of like an Arctic adventure or, as they say on the cover, an ice war, I'm – generally speaking, I'm on board. Yeah, until it's I like start, it's like GI Joe reading. issue two. Oh my gosh! Yes, with with Arctic Snake Eyes is yeah. one of the best things ever. This <laughs> is dumb. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty lame. <laughs> Ooh, what would be the what would be the acronym for Agents of Lame? Um, law Agency. Mediocre uh, employee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh God. okay well anything else before we do 29 <laughs> please no alright um, I think this is all the same stuff let me double check here the cold war is Chichester Steiner yep still Hudson Felix oh Tom Vincent I, I guess the agent of shield coloring job just went to whoever had hours left over at the end of the yeah. month. I think I, this this must have been like the 
the book you put the new guy on to check his chops. <laughs> Maybe. You know. Yeah. Sorry. So you're going to have to edit out all my sniffles. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I, 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 I get I... a chuckle in my nose. <laughs> um, okay. So on the cover. So if, if 28 was like some claw work away from being the best cover, 29, as much as we may have kind of jokingly maligned some of the previous covers, this cover is just garbage. Um, At least it's honest, though, because it's not guys luring you in with decent art on the cover. <laughs> right. Okay, I got to ask you, Dum Dum Dugan, do you think that's his hair or do you think that's a red collar? Because if that's his hair, <laughs> he has got a huge red fro. It's not his hair. That's his mustache. <laughs> He said, all right, you're going to call me the old walrus again? Fine. That's right. Here's my walrus stash. I've been saving it for you. Usually I tighten these ends up. I'm going to tease them out. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the cover's not that bad. Now, if that's his mustache, that's a saving grace. Uh, Wolverine's arms. What is going on with Wolverine's arms? Um, Man. It's he like again. It's kind of like not quite Mister Fantastic powers, but uh, I don't know. They're really long and really angular, and yeah. I don't think Wolverine went this bare chested until the Grant Morrison years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Jim Lee liked to have his clothes ripped. And Sylvester oh, yeah. always did the ripped. It was never completely yep. bare chested. It was like strands of clothes hanging off right. his chest. Um, Just to remind you that he's hairy. Right, right. But I guess the question is can even Wolverine save the reader from the wrath of Hydra? And, and we're going <laughs> to no. say, we're gonna say no. Nope. <laughs> he cannot heal right. this book. <laughs> no, no, he couldn't. <laughs> All right, so here's what we got um, At the North Pole. S.H.I.E.L.D. and Wolverine attack the Hydra Freak Force on snowmobiles. The heroes seem to have the upper hand until an explosion gives Piercy a shrapnel cummerbund and Hydra escapes into the snow. Fury, Dum Dum, and Logan follow a Geiger counter to find Hydra's hidden treasure, which is a Russian nuclear boat. Not a sub, but like an icebreaker boat. You know, the kind that comes in and says... Hey, is it raining? How's the weather? I'm just breaking the ice. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All the kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so as Hydra is uh, hooking up helicopters and cables to dislodge the ship from the ice, or maybe just part of the ship, I'm, I wasn't real sure. There's like some boxes that are taken out. I guess it has the nuclear materials. Anyway, shield attacks. Um, yeah, the reactors, something. Um mm-hmm. Fury uses uh, guillotine's blades to cut everything loose and fall into the frigid water where the irradiated, toxic whatever is lost again. Or frozen? I don't know. Dum Dum and Logan fish Fury out of the drink and he bitches at them as he does. (laughs) Thanks for saving my life, you worthless (laughs) know-it-alls. You gold brickers. Gold brickers. Uh, God. Yeah. This is okay. 
so I've made fun of, of uh, Garrot, and uh, there's a panel where he's fighting Dum Dum that shows why. This is a stupid power. This guy doesn't have superpowers. He just has really long fingers, and Dum Dum just cuts his fingers off. Problem solved. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, got Wolverine with the crazy eyes a couple of times. Um, Nick Fury with, I don't know. Um, yeah, Nick Fury has crazy eyes. Zombie disease? I don't know what's going yeah. on with his face. Um, on that first page, like the second panel with the inset, he's, Nick yeah. Fury looks like a crazy person. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. He has, uh, he's on some homemade speed that he made yeah. in the bathroom. Um <laughs> He's going to eat a homeless person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to eat that hobo. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, if you would have said, (laughs) if you would have said, hey, hey, 13-year-old Jason, or even, you know what, 41-year-old Jason, we're going to have some guys run around. We're going to put Wolverine on a snowmobile. He's going to jump over a snowbank and cut a guy's arm off. I would have said, all right, show me those panels. Then you're going to show me these panels, and I'm going to be like, okay, uh, how can I unsee these panels? <laughs> Did the artist kid draw these? I don't know. Yeah, kind of feels like it. Um, this has all elements no... of a perfect fight. It's got snow. It's got right? snowmobiles. It's got like a cyborg guy with knives sticking out of like all of his body parts. Yeah. It's got like a feral lady. Uh, yeah. It's got bombs, it's got Russian stuff. But there are, there are panels in here I just literally can't tell what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And because we're in the snow, we have a Crocodile Dundee reference, because that's... Makes sense. Nice. He goes, yep. call that a cut? That's not a cut. This! This is a cut! <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. And then, then at one point, uh, Pierce and the psychic lady have, like, sexy cuddle time. Yeah, yeah. Because he's cause he's got boo boos and she's trying to keep him warm or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, old. It's the old. We got to get naked and preserve body temperature. Which, right. Which I'm not saying isn't appropriate or realistic in a survivalist situation, but they should have been dumb, dumb Dugan going. We got to keep body warm. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm the old walrus. Here's she's my blubber. <laughs> That would have made more sense. Get up under my mustache. (laughs) I will say the absolute glee of Wolverine frolicking in the snow when they leave the igloo later is classic. Um, I don't know. It's right above the scene you're talking about with the body warmth. Um, There's like one like horizontal (laughs) panel. And yep. they're leaving this igloo, and Wolverine's like, yee, skippy, skippy. It's a snow day, Ma. I get to stay home. <laughs> right. Let's go stab some Hydra guys. <laughs> right. That's so weird. And, you know, I, and going back to, like, the sexy cuddle scene, like, I'm sure if this had even if been Geis or anybody else, it would have been, you know, kind of sexy in a way that a 15-year-old could appreciate. Right. But it, it's not at all. It's just... No. I can't say ugly enough about this book. Yeah, no, I got I got hit with the ugly stick for sure. Yeah. Um, gosh. Um, the only thing I have left to say is really more after the book. So I don't. Okay. I don't know what you got. All right. Could I rate this one? 
that right? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, so real fast. Um, okay. So I don't know how everybody gets home. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Wolverine is not in the next issue. I no, don't think Dum Dum's in the next issue. And so I actually, um, I looked ahead, and the next issue starts with a training session, and then Deathlock busts in and says, I need you. And yeah. I like this issue ends so abruptly. Yeah. Like, like they pull the thing out, they pull Nick Fury out of the freezing water. He literally is mean to them. Yeah. And then the end. I think Tom DeFalco read these and said, make it stop. (laughs) (laughs) You're making us look bad. Is it it, you you guys realize that Infinity Gauntlet's going on at the same time? (laughs) Right. (laughs) We could could have done Infinity Gauntlet. Cap and Wolverine are both in that. Hey, hey, I'm not ruling that out. (laughs) Yeah. Pencil it in. Maybe get Al in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but man. anyway, yeah. But this one, um, all right. Well, I I'm curious because you get you gave me a tease earlier, so I'm gonna go ahead and throw out that I gave these last three, uh, two out of six claws, and I'm really anxious to hear what what you have to say. Okay, I got to do some backtracking to explain my rating. Okay. okay, you remember you remember the Marvel versus DC event from the '90s, right? Yeah. Okay, so when Wizard Magazine found out that Marvel and DC were going to let the readers vote to decide who wins, to be fair, Wizard rolled its collective eyes and did an article, quote-unquote article, about <laughs> who in different cross-company matchups who would win. And it had like Thor and you know versus Green Lantern or something, and it had like Iron Man versus Exo Man of War, and it had Wolverine versus Lobo. And I remember the guy that wrote – I remember this clear as day from, like, 1994. I remember this. <laughs> the guy that wrote it said, like, look, we love Wolverine, but there's no way Wolverine wins this fight because Lobo has Superman-level strength, and he can survive in the vacuum of space, and every drop of blood makes a duplicate, and yada, yada, yada. And he said so in his exact words were, I don't care if it's Wolverine with the metal claws. I don't care if it's Wolverine with the bone claws. I don't care if it's Wolverine holding a spork with his butt cheeks. Wolverine does not win this fight. So I rate this a sport <laughs> held between the butt cheeks. It's so horribly bad. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. I've been sitting on that for a long time. Not a sport, oh, but... <laughs> right. Well, right, right. Not yeah. Not, not your butt cheeks. But, yeah, um... the first time that John Wilson went off on like his own you know, tangent rating system was like, okay, I got one too. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, so I messed up a little bit and so we're going to, but it actually works out. We're going to end on a, on a high note. I okay. Think. So that's some crappy comics. Yep. First time guest, I'm supposed to ask you some questions. Oh, yes. And I did not. We jumped right into the comics because I was anxious, I guess. Um, <laughs> to talk Never about. Even get these over with. <laughs> right, right. Bite the bullet but, jump in. <laughs> but since this is your first time on the show, and I know you may have covered some of this on some of your previous podcasting uh, resume or repertoire or whatever. But um, just kind of want to ask you, since this is the podcast that goes, Nick, which is mostly about Wolverine. I, I got to say, I probably get off topic <laughs> as much as any, any good podcaster does. But um, so if you remember, what was kind of your first exposure 
to the character of Wolverine, whether it was comics, cartoon, movie, what have you? It was Uncanny X-Men number 149, which I got off the magazine rack in 1981 when I was six years old. Wow. That was my first exposure to any comic book characters that didn't already appear in movies or TV or cartoons or whatever. And I was immediately fascinated because, you know, I grew up in like this middle nowhere town in the Midwest. And it was a town where people, you know, kids were still kind of inundated with superheroes from like the Super Friends and the Incredible Hulk show and the Wonder Woman show and the Super, you know, the Superman movie and all that. So there was, it was easy to be a superhero fan, but not a comic book fan. And right. so like the fact that there was this guy that looked this cool that only I knew about. It was like this special, you know, secret power knowledge. And so I really liked Wolverine for a really long time. And like, I didn't read him for, I, I missed most of the, uh, like the early eighties, uh, just because, you know, again, I lived out in the middle of nowhere and it was really hard to get <laughs> comics, but in right. like the late eighties, I started with two twenty two, that one with that really awesome cover of, of, uh, um, Wolverine and Sabretooth about to go at it. Oh, uh, the Alan on the Davis in San one, Francisco. Right? No, no, no. The, oh, uh, no, no. The Sylvester one. Yeah, you know, where Wolverine's wow. got his claws back, and it's uh, right before Fall of the Mutants. Right, gotcha. Where they're in San Francisco. I was actually in the hospital from a car crash, and my grandpa brought me that comic to you know, that a bunch of comics, and I read like that comic like a bajillion times. Since <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I've had a fell out of love with Wolverine in the nineties, but yeah, I have a lot of appreciation for the character and it started in like 1981. Nice. Very cool. Well, so you talked about kind of maybe falling out of love with him a little bit. What I know, uh, your modern reading is kind of scattershot. What, what are your kind of present opinions of Wolverine in general? Uh, I like, I don't, you know, it's fine that he's back. I wish he would just stay Logan. I wish Laura Kinney, would have stayed Wolverine, honestly. Uh, I, yeah, I'm with you. And and that's honestly just probably mostly Tom Taylor. Um, <laughs> Mariko Tamaki did a fine job, but you know Tom Taylor is without a doubt you know the best writer out there probably in the business, and he made me fall in love with Laura Kinney as a character. Um, and you know, even if he is Wolverine, I don't see why there can't be two Wolverines. But yeah, I, I like Logan back. I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's pretty cool. I haven't gotten to like the Hawksbox stuff yet because it's not on Marvel Limited. Right. But I I've enjoyed everything except like Uncanny X Men. <laughs> that was terrible. But uh, you know, I really liked him in War, War of the Realms. Was was great, especially again you know the Tom Taylor one shot. Right. So he, he's um, I'm glad they've done away with Hot Claws. <laughs> yeah. or have ignored yeah. hot claws or whatever it was that they, right well, didn't that turn out to be like the phoenix wolverine or something that was doing hot claws or well something? some people yeah maybe maybe or it was also like had to do with the stone berserker or something like uh, like an inner berserker but yeah it's basically just been brushed under the rug yeah so under the polar bear rug maybe nick right. here found it when he uh when he draped that bad boy on his back i don't know right you know <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, um, wow, yeah, you you read some pretty classic comics like off the shelf. Then uh, a lot of that stuff I didn't get to until I like went back and tried to. I dug through back bins for all those those mid two hundred X Men. So. Yeah, yeah, I had that, and I had that one forty nine for years. Like I I wore the cover off of it. And- <laughs> Like that's the one where they go to like Magneto's old base and Garrock is there where he's like a giant, where he's like a crystal giant and like 
Professor X in the beginning of that comic looks just like how my grandpa looked at the time. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, it's like my grandpa <laughs> leading these cool superheroes. <laughs> That's pretty rad. So. Well, awesome. Well, hey, um, first of all, thanks for coming on. Second, yeah, why well. don't you talk a little bit about uh, Sentinel of Liberty? Okay. Um, Sentinel of Liberty is my Captain America podcast. Um, I started back in May. I started with the beginning of the John Byrne, Roger Stern run. I'm about to start the JMD Mateus run in about a month, which I'm excited about. Um, and I'll be having, I mean, putting out the Arctic, the Sentinel of Liberty Arctic Adventure special on December 21st, which will be covering. Uh, the Land of the Giants uh, special from War of the Realms, so I'm, I'm excited about doing that. And you can, I'm also on Twitter at what would underscore cap do. Very cool, and I cannot recommend that show enough. It's been a lot of fun listening to it. Um, I really like the way you break it up. Um, you kind of cover like different segments at times, so it's not all. I think sometimes, you know, you know, you're talking about falling out of love with Wolverine in the 90s, and we're getting mm-hmm. to kind of Wolverine gluttony on right. my show, and I'm not necessarily looking forward to all of it. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, sometimes I'm kind of jealous. I'm like, oh, man, well, Grant on his show, he just kind of, like, jumps around and does what he wants, and I kind of yeah. wish I hadn't, like, married myself to, like, my format, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's where I am. But but no, but Grant show is really cool because he does just kind of cover lots of different things. Some of which I've read, some of which I will eventually read. But it's all fun to listen to. And um, like for example, you're doing or just recently started um, the post uh, 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 the Lord heroes Thomas. return stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and uh, ran the out of time stuff. segment. Um, yeah, yeah. I, really I do fun. a main segment which covers like the stuff starting in 1980, and then I do a B segment called Man Out of Time, where I just pick something from another era that I won't get to for years if I keep the show. <laughs> right, exactly. Kind of a yeah, look I, ahead. I love Mark Wade stuff. I, Mark Wade is probably like my second favorite Captain America writer. He just puts so much just feeling and social commentary into the character that you know it's it's hard not to love it. Yeah, that's pretty rad. And I, you know, that's a blind spot for me because I was out of comics. Oh, gosh. From, I don't know, probably around 95 to like 2000. Yep. So, so I missed a lot of that. So I'm enjoying listening to you talk about it and we'll, you know, get there in one of my reading projects at some point. <laughs> but um, I was, I was the same way. I think I stopped around 94. I jumped in just to read the the Wade run right before Heroes Return, and then immediately shut off my brain for the entirety of Heroes Return. <laughs> and I think awesome. I just like sat around and watched Star Wars for a year. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, well, anyway, Grant. Um, so I owe you one for this because this was not good, but. It was a very fun, fun episode, so I appreciate it. And I will, I will find another better reason to get you on the show again um, in the not too distant future. Um, because I, that was a lot of fun. Um, oh well, yeah, that that yeah, definitely. When we, when you, that's I mean, you're still a few years away, but when you get to right. it, I'd love to. Honestly, that's a terrible story, but I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. I'm trying to remember what I ever. 
I know I read it. <laughs> I don't really know what my feelings on it are somewhere in the in the ether. I don't remember how much I liked or didn't like it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, but no, uh, definitely we'll we'll find something whether it's you know Infinity Gauntlet or Calf Wolf. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah! I forgot Cap Wolf is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we'll find another reason to get get you back on here because it was a lot of fun. I really that appreciate works. you coming on. So no problem. I enjoyed being here. Awesome. Well, Justin, oh no, you said it. You did your Twitter, right? The under- right. What, yeah, what, what would underscore Cap do? Yeah, you can also just Twitter search for Sentinel of Liberty podcast. Very cool. All right, well, as usual, for the podcast of Go Snitch, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnitCast. Um, of course, Facebook uh, shares and retweets are always appreciated. Um, and, again, go out and listen to Sentinel of Liberty if you haven't already. Um, I'm going to assume, if you listen to me, that you've already gone and done that. But if you haven't, do it. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh so I don't know for sure what'll be next. I think, um, oh gosh, as far as regular episodes, we'll have some more Dawn of X stuff and with the Excalibros and then flashback. I kind of have like a speaking of that gluttony of Wolverine. I kind of have like a uh, Wolverine ninety one buffet episode in the works, and then also uh, the McFarlane Spider Man Wendigo story is right nice. on. Nice. So one of those two will be the next flashback episode, and then um, we will go from there. So, again, thank you very much, Grant, and thank, for all you listeners. Um, until next time, hugs and snick. Bye-bye. Thanks, and snack. <laughs> and I had to do it. <laughs> no, awesome. <laughs>